Hey, what's up, Agents for Life? Welcome to Podcast 163. Welcome also to the end of the year, 2022. Do you ever think we've made it this far? It's crazy. 2023 is right around the corner. And some of you are going to be running the weekend. So awesome job. Keep up the good work and keep writing those apps. Keep submitting. Keep growing. That's what it's all about. We've got to... Um, We've got to respect the holidays, but we don't have to shut down for two weeks. Anyways, um, it has been a bit of a choppy month in terms of connecting with people, getting people to commit. Uh, No-shows have been a little bit higher recently, so if you're experiencing that, you're probably right in line with the rest of us. However, we move onward and upward, right? We protect who we can, and uh, next week... um, We'll pick up the ground running in 2023. So let me, um, I do this every year. If you want to go back and listen to my recap from last year, I'm going to be a little bit less specific, but I'm going to give you a breakdown of my year and some of the things that I learned. And the reason why I'm going to be a little less specific is because the FTC has heightened their, um, you know, what they're cracking down on. So trying to be more respectful of not sharing too much and uh, not crossing that line. So anyways, we'll see how this goes. But uh, looking at my numbers uh, for 2023, there's some, I I really wanted to focus instead of just telling you all my numbers, what happened, I want to, I want to dive into some insights on what I learned from tracking my numbers and some of my goals for what I'm going to be doing differently or better because uh, those might play into some of the things that you want to do in your businesses. Um, you can. There's two ways to learn from your own mistakes or someone else's. So here's your opportunity to learn from my mistakes and some of the things that I've noticed. So hopefully this is helpful. Anyways, um, in 2021 um, versus 2022, some of the things that happened... Uh, Number one, I'm just going left to right on my spreadsheet where I track my numbers. This is the same spreadsheet, by the way, that I share on the My Agent Builder platform for you tracking your numbers. If this is what you want to do, you can download the same spreadsheet. You can have access to all these same numbers for yourself. So I encourage you to track. In fact, that should be one of your resolutions. If you're not very good at it yet, be really good at tracking your numbers. Okay, off my soapbox. Here we go. Number one, I spent more on leads this year. Okay, back up. I went all virtual this year. So I did um, hardly any face-to-face. There were just a, a few instances where I had to go for a signature for some isolated case. Um, I think there was one person that demanded face-to-face. And so I went, but it was pretty much a hundred percent virtual from my office. About half of the year I was using video about the other half of the year. I just went to telesales. Um, didn't really notice much of a change in my ratios when I went to telesales. A little bit more convenient, but um, I did uh, I did learn a bunch about virtual. So if you're all excited about virtual, there's some insights here for you that I, I learned. First of all, I spent a lot more on leads. Well, I shouldn't say a lot more. Looks like about uh, 15, 10 or 15% more than what I did last year. So my cost per lead or the investment, the money that I spent, um, or the money that I made per lead went down. I didn't make as much per lead because I spent more leads, which means what? The numbers have to give and take. The other end of the teeter-totter is not as many people sitting and not as many people closing. So my um, the number of appointments that I went on, 
so I, I almost doubled the number of appointments that I set. I shouldn't say almost doubled. Um, maybe 50% more, 60% more, something like that. Um, appointments set because I had a lot more leads. So I set a lot more appointments. Now, in virtual, setting appointments is easier, I think, a little bit easier. But my sit my number of sits also went up. So I had a lot more appointments, had a lot more sits, but percentage wise, my sits weren't as good. So I was sitting, um, on 67% last year. I'm sitting on 55% this year of my appointments that I book. So I got a problem and I've told you this in some of my, my uh, podcasts in the past. I have a really problem with trying to get more people showing up. It's one of my resolutions that I'm going to be working on this year. I'll tell you about in a minute. Um, is getting uh, getting a higher percentage of people to actually show up to the appointment. Um, last year, I submitted seventy five percent of the people that I sat with, and this year fifty four percent. So my my close ratio went way down. Um, people are more finicky. People are are, and I think. I think it has to do in part with virtual sales. It has to do in part with my sales skills. Um, I've been changing some things up and some things aren't working as well. I am better face-to-face than I am virtually. And uh, that's the, that's one of the hits that I've had to take. Now, overall, I submitted um, almost the same amount of APV but been paid on quite a bit more. So I have a higher um, consistency, persist, uh, what is the word? I have a higher placement rate with my apps. So overall, the year was more profitable. I made more money than last year um, because I got more of my apps paid and last than, than I did last year. So kind of wonky. Some of the numbers are better. Some of the numbers are worse. Uh, my lead to sale close ratio was 33% last year, 21% this year. So number of leads purchased to number of sales closed uh, 33% of them versus 21% of them. So that's uh, that's where I'm seeing the biggest drop. And so let's go to some of the insights and the takeaways. Number one, insight that I learned from tracking my numbers in 2022, virtual is harder. It's harder to do virtual than it is to do face-to-face. Okay, I, I touched on this a second ago, but... If you are all excited about the shiny object of virtual sales, that's great. Don't be discouraged, though, if it is harder, if you're not seeing the the progress as much, because I've been doing this for four years, and I felt it this year quite a bit, and I had to overcompensate by by purchasing a lot more leads. So to make, you know, to make what I did. So uh, virtual is harder. Um, It's harder to connect with people. And it's harder to um, establish that rapport than it is in person. So if you're starting out virtual, you're starting out on, on, on in my opinion, the harder track. Um, I like to encourage new agents, and I have been doing this recently. I'll be doing it more. Go do some face-to-face where you can. Okay, go do some face-to-face where you can. What One of the things that I want to do this year is more face-to-face. So... Um, so, and probably I'm going to be more efficient about it. I'm not going to run face-to-face appointments across town like I did in the first three years where I'm driving two hours or two and a half hours. I'm going to do a little circle of about an hour and I'll do face-to-face. When I get appointments in those areas, I'm going to schedule some days where I am face-to-face. So, um, I want to do more face-to-face. Not only 
is it better, but I actually enjoy it more. I like getting out. I just didn't like spending so much time driving. Um, so if I can be more efficient and, and cherry pick the ones that I want to be more face-to-face versus the ones across town or clear up the state where I'm going to be doing virtual, obviously the ethos leads, which are scattered, probably some out of state, those are probably going to be more virtual. But um, I do want to incorporate more face-to-face. <clears throat> Second insight is... Um, is the lead quality. I think that was the other thing. The second half of the year, <clears throat> we noticed the mortgage market go up and we noticed lead flow go down um, because the interest rates were going up. Fewer people were refinancing, fewer people were purchasing and uh, leads were harder to come by. And I think they were also less, uh, harder quality to work. So I think we all felt that the second part of the year, and I think that's reflected in my numbers as well, had to work harder for the same amount, had to fight harder for the same amount of business. Um, Now, the Valdez Group and Equus as a whole is fixing that. We have new life insurance leads just coming out. Um, Ethos, I'll be talking about it in the weeks to come, but not on this podcast. So we have been piloting Ethos leads, as you've all probably heard. I'm encouraged by them. I like them. And uh, I'll share more about them in the future, but it's too early to tell. It's too early to have um, a lot of consistency, a lot of numbers. So uh, I don't see um, you know a lot of patterns yet. I need a few weeks of tracking those numbers, and then I'll talk more about those. But excited about those and excited about the new lead, uh, the mortgage protection leads coming our way. I think those are going to be a lot better quality. So that should take care of that. But um, the last thing that I've noticed, that last major insight is consistency is king. Okay. Now that could also be said as consistency or uh, activity is king. But consistent activity, maybe that's the way I should say it. Consistent activity is king. And here's why. Check this out. Okay. Um, on the national leaderboard, if I were to look at, uh, I tracked, you know, my my production. I'm not going to give you the breakdown of all the numbers because you'll fall asleep. <laughs> but um, number, uh, I these are the number of paid producer per month, paid producer at Equus. Okay. Um, so I had good months and bad months, not submitted. Submitted numbers are great, but it only matters what you're paid on. Those are the numbers that matter most. So if you're going to the leaderboard, submitted is really, you know, really cool to look at because those are big numbers, but click on the paid tab to see the real deal because you want to see what people are getting issued and what's actually, what actually matters at the end of the year or the end of the month. So January, um, I started out, I was the number 39, um, producer for paid. February, I was number 33. March, I was number 17. That was my best month of the year. So out of all 12 months, the highest I ever got on the leaderboard was number 17. Now, I'm going to tell you why that matters. March, I was, wait, that was in March. April, I was 23, 25 in May, 29 in June, 27 in July. August was 20. So August was pretty good. That was my second best month. September was 64. October was 51. And then (laughs) the two months from, you know, where, that one place, November, I was number 133 down on the leaderboard. And and December, I'm coming in at about 80. Um, The average of all those numbers, if I had to just do a math average, that's 80, uh, it's 45. So my average for the year would be 45. 
But if you look at the year-to-date production numbers, I'm 24. Half of 45. In fact, only three of the months that I did, March, April, and August, 17, 23, or 20, came in at number 24 or less. Everything else came in over number 24. So this is the wonky math of consistency. It's not like you would learn in a regular math class. Isn't it interesting that so often I was much, much higher, and in some cases five times higher than I was at the end of the year. So here's the lesson. Be consistent. Because that's the one thing that I've done um, pretty well is I've always, I, I'm always producing. Through the good weeks, the bad weeks, there have been many weeks where I produce zero. Zero. I come in, I say probably three or four weeks. Usually I have something, but there are a handful of weeks where I didn't produce anything. The whole week. Ran appointments all week, produced nothing. Okay? Um, so don't be discouraged on that. You've got to just be consistent. And I think that's one of the hardest things for new agents is they get discouraged because they want to make money right away. And it took me four months to start. I had been in the business. I don't know if you know this. Four months in my fourth month, three months of failure. I wrote four applications in my first three months. They were small and two of them canceled. The other two are on the books, I think, still to this day. So that was my first 90 days in the business. Okay, kind of a slow start. Month four is when it started kicking in. And even then, through month 10, um, I was uh, pretty much... Well, it's part-time production. I was pretty much producing only a couple of apps a week. But anyways, I've always been consistent, and here's why. I really tracked consistency, and uh, this little um, exercise in seeing the power of consistency and how the math isn't like what you learn in math class. Your averages, as long as you're consistent, will come out better in the end than you think. So put your head down, stay the course, you know, stay focused. Don't worry about what you've done or haven't done in the past. Okay, all you can do is now, today, and all you can try to improve on is in the future. So that's what matters. Okay, I love, love, love what I learned about consistency. So act, being actively or activity, be, having consistent activity, consistent activity. Just keep at it. It'll come. It'll pop. It'll happen. If it hasn't yet, it will. I promise it can't not. Sometimes God's testing us. Sometimes the universe needs us to go learn some things. Who knows what? But just keep at it. Keep at it. Keep at it. You're not growing as fast as you want. That's fine. I get it. I'm not either, but um, but be consistent. Okay, so here's some of my new strategies for the year. This is based on my insights. Here's what I want to start implementing a little bit more of. I talked to you about face-to-face. I'm going to work on show rate. I need to get my show show ratio up. And part of what I'm going to do to improve that is develop sales skills. So I've invested in some sales skills training. And I've been, you know, watching and and learning over this uh, Christmas holiday. I'm going to continue. I got a really good course. And so I'm going to be passing on what I've been learning and what works to you in 2023. So I am determined to become a better salesperson. Uh, Up until now, uh, the only sales training I've ever had has been through Equus. And um, even then, you know, fairly limited. I'm more of a just go and do it and we'll figure it out later kind of a guy. 
forgiveness, not permission. So I had never really stopped and said, okay, how can I better develop my sales skills? Now I've read a few books, um, but usually the books that I, that I, um, have been reading have been about other topics related to business and so forth. So it's time to really hone in on my sales skills. I'm a big believer that anybody can develop the skills to be a successful salesperson. And they are a specific set of skills. There are certain questions, certain tonalities, certain timing that matters, that, that is everything in sales. Um, triggering sales pressure, trying to differentiate ourselves from sounding and acting like a traditional salesperson, which nobody likes, nobody wants to be sold. Everyone, by the way, wants to buy. Everyone loves buying. We're all consumers, right? We're labeled as that and we're proud to be consumers. We consume. That's what we do. We buy. We love spending money on things because what we buy gives us something, right? We're on Amazon shopping. We're always buying because we like things. We like things that help us in our lives, help make our lives easier, something more fun, more exciting. We are consumers, but we don't. So we like to buy, but we don't like to be sold, and I think that's a really key insight. So we have to be, we have to be responsible salespeople, skilled salespeople, so that we don't come across as selling. We come across as advising and helping by listening to our clients and so forth. So, anyways, that's number one. Is I'm going to be developing my skill, sales skills, hopefully improving my close ratio and improving my show ratio with the uh, training that I'm going to be learning. And by the way, I'm excited to be teaching and passing along to you. Okay. Um, number two, embracing technology a little bit more. I want to start leveraging more use of technology. That's pretty broad. And I, I'm, I'm keeping that broad on purpose because that includes content. Um, I'm committed to producing more content. I've got uh, building a YouTube channel and, and uh, blogging and some, some things like that. So um, I'm not going to break it, break that down too much more for you right now. A lot of you are starting out and I don't want you doing that right now. If you're beginning, um, don't, I, I would say get profitable first. You'll spend a lot of time on content, not, not getting any results for it. So don't think of, Oh, Matthew's doing content. I should No, Let's get you profitable first. You know, I've been at this for four years, so this isn't really a goal if you're starting out that you should be embracing right away because this is the long-term play. So I'm trying to set up content so I can develop and start building my own leads down the road. Um, so the other thing with technology is uh, leveraging the use of a CRM to outreach to clients and things like that. So I've been playing around with different CRMs. Uh, there's one that I kind of like that I'm probably sticking with for a while now. And uh, if I like it enough, I'm going to share it. Um, again, I'm going through the bumps and bruises. I don't want to share stuff until I feel like they'll be a blessing to you. So for now, if you're, if you're uh, new, stay lean and mean. Just use the old, you know, print out your leads, call with your cell phone um, as much as you need until it gets to the point where you're outgrowing that. Because if you're starting out, you do have a lot more time. Okay, you have a lot more time to be able to dial and call and schedule and uh, run your appointments. That's what I did for the first three, four years. I'm in year four, and um, I just completed year four, and it, and I'm just starting some of this stuff. So don't don't feel the the rush to jump into this 
as well because just because I am. But as soon as I feel like it'll be a blessing for you, I will be sharing that. But I'm exploring different CRMs and things to help me with my outreach to clients and outreach to new leads and things like that. So um, number one strategy or number two is embracing technology. So I'm going to be working on my sales skills, maybe embracing technology. Number three is um, grow my base shop. And uh, that's a long-term play as well. But this is something that you should all be focusing on. I really encourage you, if you haven't yet, to start growing your base shop. What does that mean? That means reaching out, sharing the opportunity, bringing on other agents. Now, you might be new. You might be thinking, hey, I don't know anything about training a new agent. Well, guess what? That's what I'm here for. Because you're anybody that you bring into the business that you hire or recruit you're going to, that person is part of my base shop as well. And so um, my, uh, my base shop, I have a few key goals or some specific key areas that I'm really focused on that I'm not going to share on this podcast. But I just, just know that one of my focuses here, because you and I know um, we don't want to be selling insurance forever. The whole goal or the main purpose of building an agency, I mean, look what Eric Valdez has done. Um, he's not in the field nearly. I mean, he runs, you know, writes a few apps here and there throughout the year. But his, he has built um, an, an empire, a, a base shop so big, a master agency that Integrity, you know, Integrity has um, partnered with him. And the only way, you can't do that on your own pen. Um, if you have one person doing all the work, well, how, you know, look at it from a business perspective. How much risk is it if that person gets hit by a bus? And I realize right now, you know, my, my base shop numbers, um, a high percentage of the production is coming from me. It's on my shoulder. So if it's, it's basically the difference between being self-employed, you know, the ESBI quadrant, employee, self-employed, self-employed, business owner, investor, Robert Kiyosaki stuff. Okay. If you don't know what that is, go look it up. But ESBI, if you're writing a lot of business, you, you're really self-employed, which is great, but in Unless you write a bunch more business, your paycheck goes away. One of the most beautiful things in the life insurance world is that you can build an agency, okay, aka base shop. You're going to hear me talking a lot more about this because it's one of my focuses this year. So I want you to join me on this and it'll benefit you because you'll get overrides and so forth. So um, is growing that base shop, helping other people do what we do. Now, it doesn't mean stop selling. You've got to do both, which is a little bit harder. This is why there's so much profitability. This is not easy stuff. Most people don't, don't do well. Most people don't become life insurance agents. Most people don't become business owners or entrepreneurs. The vast majority of people take a job, work 40 hours, and live you know a, an okay lifestyle um, retiring off of uh, Social Security, right? That's not why you're here. You're, you joined Equus because of something bigger. And that something bigger is you, you, you can do well make, selling insurance. Don't get me wrong. But the long-term play here is growing an agency and building a base shop. So at Equus, you'll never be forced to do that. There are some agencies that require and they do a lot of pressure and so forth. If you're a salesperson, you see, you know what? My goal here at Equus just make some money. I just want to sell and that's it. Great. Awesome. Stay there. Perfect. That sounds, you know, that's the beauty of being here with us is you'll never be forced one direction or the other. But I would be remiss if I didn't emphasize the opportunity at bay 
if you're even mildly interested in bringing on a few people and adding a few people to your team, getting some overrides and becoming a manager and learning, it will make you a better agent. It will make you, it will sharpen your skills because now you've got some accountability to some people looking up to you and, um, and it'll increase your, uh, your profits a little bit. So, um, there's, there's good all the way around. So I'm encouraging you to do the same. That's one of my strategies for the year. Um, one of my goals, and I'm not telling you all my specific goals, but these are just the areas that I'm focused on and some of the insights that I learned from last year. So I hope this helps. I really do. I hope that, uh, this didn't get too granular or too, uh, brainy for you, <laughs> if you will. If you want to hear, uh, more specifics about, Year to year, you can kind of hear what we did, what you know, what I brought, what I put out last year, because I did the same thing last year, but I broke it down a little bit more. Um, same thing. I, so th- that stuff would be boring, but know that if you stay consistent, if you stay the course, it might take a little for it to to catch, but once it catches, you'll see that it's worth it. Um, it's a crazy ride. It really is. Lots of ups and downs. There have been weeks this this year where I have felt like, oh my gosh, I felt an urge to just say, you know what, this is this is not working like I want. I'm frustrated. Nobody's buying. I, my sales skills stink. Um, what am I doing here? You know, and then I have to like hit the reset button. Like I'm, I'm not going back to my job. Okay, let's remember how miserable that was. And, um, and this is not supposed to be easy. This is business ownership. This is why people make a lot of money is because it isn't an easy journey. Um, Rewarding, absolutely, but um, but not easy. So welcome to the few, the proud, the Marines, <laughs> or whatever. Um, we are the Marines in um, business, I think, because um, because it is tough. And uh, so let's toughen ourselves. Let's make ourselves tougher. Let's t- make ourselves tough enough to handle the task at hand. And let's get to work. There are families out there to be protected. Guys, I've never seen a better time. I really think 2023, with everything that's coming out, the new leads, new systems, um, some new big announcements coming, by the way, in Dallas, very exciting stuff. It just, um, we have great people at the helm and they are definitely looking out for our best interest. These are people that have been in the field, that built their careers in the field, that know what we're going through that are thinking about and talking about how to make life better for us every day. So I'm proud to be with Equus and I'm glad and so humbled that all of you who are listening um, have joined our team and said yes and have put your faith and your trust in myself as one of uh, your coaches. And I'm, I'm humbled by that opportunity and I take that very, very seriously. Um, I want to do my best, and I really hope that this year I can provide um, more of what you need by going through more of the motions myself, learning and passing on the insights that I'm learning to help you with wherever you are in your journey, get to wherever you want to be, because that's what it's about. So thanks again for listening. Have an awesome week. Don't pull off the gas. Keep doing as much as you can right through the holidays. I promise you'll be glad you did. Try and get a couple of apps in before the end of the year. You've got uh, today and tomorrow and then on Sunday, actually. Um, I think Sunday's the first. So today and tomorrow. Uh, see, if you haven't, you know, try and get an app in or two. I know it's Friday, Saturday. It's easy to write it off, but don't. Just don't pull off the gas. Don't put on the brake. Um, push through. Do what you can. Let people you know, reschedule. That's fine. I mean, if they will, they will. But there are going to be some that have time and that will write 
and an application to get protected um, in the middle of the chaos of the New Year, New Year's, um, you know, festivities. So anyways, um, I'll see you in 2023. Have an awesome week and finish strong. And again, thank you for being here. I love you all. And never forget, your life matters. Mm-hmm.